Welcome to this week's episode of the Red Couch Podcast. I'm Konstantinos Drosos. Alongside me is my co-host, Alex Allen. And today we are joined by Cole Tyler, who is a musician in the MIA program and is also an indie artist. Cole, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. Right on. How's your summer been so far? Uh, very low-key, just in, enjoying the nice weather. Pretty awesome weather. Not So MIA. Music industry arts. Yeah. Is that how it fully stands for? Okay. Okay. Why did you want to join this this program here at Fanshawe? I've been playing music, making music my whole life, and it's been something I've wanted to do for a long time. I've applied to it, I think, three times and got accepted all three times, but just thought, you know, maybe it's not the best direction. Maybe, like, an artist shouldn't go to school to be an artist, but I think just with the uh, the outreach and the studio and faculty and equipment they have here has been like a really solid choice in the direction I want to go. Hmm. And do you have like your parents, like do they actually play instruments? Is that where you got some of the inspiration from? My dad got me into guitar when I was like a, a baby. So I think like I owe a bit of that to him for sure. And were they kind of like behind you on this idea to, to go into this program or? Yeah, they were, they were supportive parents. They wanted me to do whatever I wanted to do. So oh, I'm lucky. That's good. Cause yeah, I feel like some people like going out to like follow their dreams or do something big. The parents might be like, what, yeah. what are they thinking? <laughs> yeah. Even my props, you know, they're kids who don't want to do music. They're very, uh, they're happy about that. <laughs> you know, the opposite. Yeah. yeah. You said uh, growing up you played guitar. Did you play any other instruments growing up? Or um, It's funny. My brother played drums, and then my other brother played bass. I played guitar. But we all kind of did our own separate things. We never, like, all played together. Oh, not like a whole band? No. We all had our own bands, own projects. So, but, you know. Own style of, of music. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But going back to, like, the program, though... What has been like your favorite part? Because you're in your second year now? Going into my second year. Okay. Yeah. And what has been like the the whole favorite part? Uh, Just working with all the musicians and having, you know, studios and uh, the technology that we wouldn't otherwise have access to, to just kind of do what we want to do and work and learn uh, how to like, you know, mix and record and use the equipment. It's been awesome. What's it like actually being in a whole music studio with amount of people like that? Um, well, it's very like intimate because we all have studio times and we all like sometimes it's 3 a.m. or some crazy hour like that. But uh, just choosing the musicians you want for your project and working with them is like a really intimate ex- experience. It's a, uh, yeah, it's nice. It goes on just to a whole new level. Yeah. Being with them. It just seems so interesting being in like a whole studio and figuring out the whole process and sitting there and listen. Cause I know the one day I actually walked into Dan Broadback teaching a class and he was just blasting music and everyone's just sitting there just taking notes away, just like mm-hmm. writing it down. I'm like, what, what is going on here? But it was so crazy. Just they had the all projectors up top and I was like, what's, what is going on here? Like, what is the process going on behind all of this? I can't speak for what was going on there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely a cool experience to just, you know, be there and being taught by these, you know, industry professionals how to do 
professional recordings and, you know, look for the right things and get tips on how to be a musician. Do you like more playing with like the software side of music or do you like more for like it's the actual instruments? Both. Like I love playing guitar. I love recording. I love the sound of amps and, you know, drums and live music. But like capturing that is like the whole part that I'm really starting to love a lot. Um, just uh, capturing the magic as it happens. It's like just such a satisfying thing. Almost like that feeling somewhere is coming from it, yeah. like yourself inside. Yeah, like sometimes you hear something that isn't even there yet, and you're like you you know, and then you start to tangibly understand better what that thing is and getting closer to it. Huh. Yeah. That's actually pretty neat. Like, like on that point, kind of shifting away from having the luxury of working in a studio now that you're in the summer to keep your skills sharpened. What's it like recording music at home and the getting and getting the quality that you want? Yeah, you have to work with a lot less. You know, you get your Scarlet 4i4 little interface and just try to get something that sounds anywhere near as decent as like a soundproofed live sound room, which is impossible. But like. Yeah. It's curious because like I have a friend who does the same thing, but it never really goes into detail about it. But like what softwares do you use when you do record at home and, and stuff? Ableton. That's like my, my bread and butter. Yeah. Do you use like any like when it comes to mixing as well, like what kind of, do you use like FL Studios or anything like that? Pretty much just Ableton. Like you can do so much with it. It's really expansive. And the more you learn, the more there, like there's no ceiling to it. And we talked about this a little bit outside too. I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about guitar pedals and you said you do have a couple. Like what yes. others do you want to get into? I've I've like one that I use, I you know, really want more. I want a looper really bad. I've used loopers and I know that I, like I'm good with them, but I just haven't dropped the hammer on it yet. Looper. And what does a guitar amp actually it, wait, sorry, is, are you saying an amp or is it like something you press your foot on? Or it's yeah. a pedal, yeah, yeah. Usually, That's a pedal? Yeah, it's usually when you go to like a live like live venue and you see the guitarists like playing with little buttons on like on a pedal right by their feet. It's like it gives the guitars effects and stuff like that. Mm. Oh, interesting. It's like circuitry. Like you plug an amp into or a guitar into an amp and you get just the guitar tone. But if you put it through a pedal into the amp, it can like change any kind of thing. Like there's so many different pedals that do so many different things. So what are some of the changes you've, you've done just at home with it? Yeah. Um, a lot of overdrive, uh, like choruses, reverb, reverb is very interesting when you get into it. Um, kind of like in this room right now, you can hear like a slight echo or reflections off the walls, but you can like digitally recreate that with pedals. Oh yeah. And just like totally change up the whole yeah tone of the area almost yes. that's neat are there any like artists that you kind of like who you've like you've want to kind of emulate that same sound or take inspiration from it for your own project um recently i've been listening to a lot of like funk and soul music um common saints is like just a it sounds like gold hitting your eardrums and uh yeah that's something that i strive to get the quality of recording it's quite interesting someday what skills have you actually taken from your program that you're actually using at, at home? Uh, Pro it? Tools. Pro Tools? This is the software that all the you know industry professionals use these days with uh, music recording and 
yeah, learning that's definitely been a, it's a learning curve for sure. But trying to keep on top of that going into the next year has uh, been on my mind a lot. Hmm. And I mean, like thinking about that, like being at home, you're sort of being this independent artist. And I, I'll be honest to all the viewers out there, I was looking this up. Indie, like being an indie artist just means you're an independent artist. Yeah. That's like, all that it stands for. You could be just entirely by yourself doing your own marketing, like, you know, putting your own music out there and just trying to market it as much as you're, you can yourself. You could be with an indie label, though, which you're still technically an indie independent artist. Oh. So you're working with like an agency that's uh, smaller, working with just musicians that it can help locally. Okay. And then you can just like still publish your own sort of style of music. Yeah, yeah. through the there. indie label. Or you could just be completely by yourself with no label and just try to do everything yourself, which is the way most people need to do it now, really, realistically. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Okay. And then have you posted any, any no, songs? No. I'm, no? I'm, <laughs> I'm just making like a, you know, backlog of stuff that I will strategically start to release okay. in the future. So just cooking up something right now in the background, seeing yeah. how you feel about it. Yeah, getting enough stuff so I can release it smart you know, consistently rather than like putting one song out and then just hoping that blows up. And then it's pretty sick. It's shot in the dark. Yeah. But you never know. You could go to somewhere big if you market it properly. It's true. Hmm. Yeah, no. Kind of rerouting back to recording in a soft, into software, into studio. Can you get the same kind of sound that you get when recording in a studio to compare to like recording into software when you're at home? Or is there just like something that's like very different in like the feeling? Is, is is like what what is what's it like? Yeah, that's an interesting question. One of one of my profs asked this: uh, Are we going to need studios in the future? And like, that's it's like it's unprecedented because AI and technology is getting so good, you can recreate studio sounding instrumentation just on your computer. So it's getting kind of crazy. We might not need studios in the future. It's kind of, it's very scary to think about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that Drake AI yeah. as well. But like the whole, just it's Drake's voice, but Drake did not even sing, sing or rap a single yeah. word on that. That's insane. Or SpongeBob singing Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts. I mean, like, yeah. I've been seeing a lot of like South Park remakes with like people singing like Evanescence. It's quite, it's, it's quite good, honestly. It's like the way they're screaming. It's, it's not like you just press a button and it happens, though. It's like no. it's a very capable few people who know how to do that at this point. Yeah, like I've even seen uh, Frank Sinatra as well as like voice. Like it seems like it's just easy voices that they can pick up and yeah, they know be, how to re like recreate it. Yeah, very well. It's so really well. Yeah, it's so interesting to see like that whole side. And yeah, I mean, I know that's like the main part I've like was really thinking about was like for studio wise for everything like most rappers it almost seems like nowadays they just bedroom. yeah it's just in their bedroom just creating these things they don't need a studio mm -hmm. and i mean do you like i think it's more the quality i'm thinking about like do you get better quality sounds like from the instruments or is it almost still the exact same from just a software 
at this point, I think you're never going to get a studio recording like, you know, pure like sound treated studio sound with in your closet in your bedroom. Okay. But like sometimes that's it's desirable to have those kind of <clears throat> like homemade sort of recordings like that just adds to the uh, sort of quality, like, you know, the, the lack of quality. But it's it's part of what people maybe want now is less produced stuff. Yeah. And I, I got a question mm-hmm. of that too. I actually talked to Dan Broderick about this, but just from your uh, opinion as well, do you think that, you know, shifting in like through analog recording, do you think that there are benefits that you can only get through that path compared to digital? Like, are there just some things that you can't miss with analog recording? Yeah, I think there definitely are. Um, certain qualities of like outboard gear that is physical and it changes over time. And like these things, uh, they'll never sound the same day to day. Where like digital, you get what you want and it'll sound the exact same every single time. So it's, it's really what you wanna do. If you want the old school sound, then you'll use the outboard gear. If you want the new school sound, you'll use the and polished sound, you'll use the, the digital stuff. But going forward, who knows, maybe you can just completely recreate that old school sound with the digital stuff. It's quite like a, it's an uncanny kind of feeling, like no one's unknown, where, which direction it's gonna go in, yeah. right? But yeah. I mean, speaking of direction though, uh, for your own career, where are you really kind of hoping to take this after the program of music industry arts? Yeah, I mean, I love performing and playing, but like I really evolved into a new sort of love for just uh, being in the studio and recording other people and, you know, like making music with, with other people. So would that be almost like a sound engineer a little bit? or Sound engineer, producer. Working with people who have visions and wanting to like, you know, really lift it up into something great and like seeing, you know, their, their love for it grow. It seems like that could be something that's really in demand as well. Like if you find like some talented artists like that yeah, could be great singer. And I think musicians want that direction of somebody to kind of like tell them what to do, which is good for like, you know, producers because it is still very much in demand. Sometimes a musician's great, but they uh, they just can't get their ideas out. And that's what their producer's job is, is to like kind of help that process. You'd be that man just to pull it out of their brain and be yeah. like, hey, <laughs> this is what we're going to try. That's yeah. <laughs> exactly. cool. Um, for me, this question is, uh, you know, for songwriting, are you, are you a, do you songwrite as well? Yeah. So yeah. what for so for in that case where do you what's the process that you take in when it comes to songwriting how do you cultivate the lyrics and when you're structuring a song and making sure that it that what you write down matches up with the rhythm and the music all together and mixing it together what's what's like what's your process like yeah you know I think like every songwriter is kind of a, a poet so I'll keep like a little poetry book with me and just kind of like pull stuff out of there and shape it bend it and sometimes it's just like comes out like it's not really a conscious thing it's just like you know you sync up your words with a feeling and a melody and it just comes out it's like in the moment almost yeah Yeah. you think about it too much kind of falls apart takes the authenticity yeah it's true and 
I mean, to our audience out there as well for this that might be considering actually getting into the music industry arts program, what would be some things that you would suggest or recommend looking into before jumping into it? Um, look at the, you know, you look at all the stars of the people that you love who've made it your favorite artists, but like you got to, you got to think about like the graveyard too. Like it's a lot the of graveyard. the pool of people who have been successful with music. Um, like chances are you're probably not going to make money in the music industry. There's small pockets. And if you could get in those pockets, then like there's a lot of money, but uh, yeah, just statistically speaking, it's, it's chancy. So. So it's taking that risk, but almost like a strategic risk. Yeah. That's why I'm in the program, you know, to hopefully uh, make connections with people that I'll be working with in the future. Okay. Kind of, who are you hoping for connection-wise? <laughs> Just the, 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 all the props, you know? Yeah, had connections for those. Yeah. Okay, I see, I see. Well, shall we move into the lightning round? I'm down to. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's just going to be quick questions being thrown at you. Just yeah. some things that you'll have to answer. Sure. Could be like one word things. <laughs> but we'll get the lightning round going on for it. You want to start off? Favorite artist? Or band? Right now? Right now or when you're growing up? I'd have to say, I think Puma Blue. Puma Blue. What kind of style are they? Um, like lo-fi, R&B influence. I think they're from the UK. Oh, that's cool. That's a cool style. Uh I guess then it goes into the next one, actually. Favorite genre of music? I think I have to say blues. Blues? Yeah. Like the, the old, like, classic blues? Yeah, or is like there King. Like... Yeah. yeah. I love that, too. Favorite guitar model? I think the PRS um, Pro. Yeah. Edition, yeah. Right on. I, I do not know. Guitars. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Santa, like Carlos Santana. Oh. And also Opeth, which is like very different. But this is just such a, sorry, this is supposed to be a lightning round, but it's such a versatile okay. instrument. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. We can talk off about <laughs> these. It's fine. Yeah. Um, favorite pedal effect and why? Uh, reverb, I'd have to say, just because it adds so much to like what the sound is like. It, it paints completely. Like if you want a, an intimate sounding guitar, then you could turn the reverb down, and if you want like more ambience, turn it up. Just like yeah, I agree. And a lot of people might not like kind of understand this, but like, what about like your favorite amp brand? Like, who do you like orange. the most? Orange. Yeah, orange. Yeah, it's not. It's. To all the viewers and me here, yeah, it's not an actual orange. No, <laughs> no, no. It? no. Brand is called orange. Okay. Brand is called orange. Yeah, forever. <laughs> Even make pedals too. They're pretty sick. Don't have to think about it too much. Oh, all right. Orange. Uh, and favorite guitarist. Man, that's hard. <laughs> like. Is it, there, there's like, I only know like classic like Slash or what is it like Angus? 
Mingus Young from ACDC. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe Tosin Abasi of animals as leaders. Just like his ability to convey emotion through strings. It's wild. It's quite awesome. I've never heard this. I'm going to have to look this up now. <laughs> Good. Here's um, very spread in terms of musical uh, interests. Yeah. It seems like it. It's, it's really a deep dive on music, but that's cool though. Like how deep you can actually find for like these type of artists. Cause are they like widely known? Um, yeah. I mean, if you're into like metal, you've probably heard, heard of them. Oh, okay. If you haven't, then probably not. Oh, yeah, I'm not. So it makes sense. Why? <laughs> I'd say like Sinister Gates is pretty cool too. He's got really interesting like progressions and the way he kind of sets up his songs for Avenged Sevenfold. Pretty mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all the time we have for uh, today. Uh, thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Red Couch Podcast. You can find this episode on our website or wherever you get our, uh, our uh, your, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, watch full episodes on our YouTube channel and uh, to subscribe to our newsletter for all things Fanshawe. For the entire bang, I'm Constantino Drosos. We'll see you next time.